Season number four. Podcast episode show number five. This may have been the most incredible come from behind win for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the history of the franchise. I I I I promise you I I I teared up during this game. It's it's unbelievable. Jaguars win. 31 to 30 on a Riley Patterson field goal as time's running out in the fourth quarter. But to get to this point, the Chargers had a 27 to nothing lead. These referees and officials, they were just like carnies throughout the night. It was unbelievable. I'm chatting with, uh, messaging with John Gaylor from our BigJReport.com Facebook group. And it's unbelievable what went on. There was a, it was a pass that the uh, Chargers didn't catch in the third quarter, and the officials gave them the catch. It was unbelievable. And there wasn't time to even – for there wasn't really time for Coach Doug Peterson to throw the, the red flag. And all of a sudden, it, it clearly the Chargers' pass was not caught, but they, they, they on the field they said it was a catch. The Jaguars never gave up in this one. Unbelievable. We're brought to you by Elegant Time Travel, the folks that'll get you to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and after this, we need to go. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Call Contact D.D. McDermott. We're also sponsored by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs here in North Florida. I'm a little tired after watching the game. My goodness. Early in the game, you know, I... I started writing an article about how bad the first half was, and it was, it was, it was pretty darn terrible. I mean, you're losing, you're incredibly losing this game, twenty-four to nothing, twenty-seven to nothing. Was what was the score? Twenty-seven nothing at one time. Jaguars, incredibly, did they win this game? They did. It's unbelievable. This was like a, this was like an episode of Breaking Bad or something. The old, the old TV show. It was an unreal game, unreal. And Riley Patterson, the guy who wasn't really the first choice of the Jaguars to be their kicker in training camp, he finally got the job right before the season started, and he's kicked really good the last few games. I just cannot believe this game. We're brought to you by LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. They have rock Saturdays, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, um, album cuts, deep tracks, late at night, and unique songs. LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio. I don't know how you explain what I've just seen. I mean, I wrote an article in the first half. We're gonna We're going to touch on that. And this is unreal. The Jaguars are losing this game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, did he conceivably throw, I think, four interceptions in the first half? It wasn't three. It was four. And the Jaguars got behind, way behind in this game. But they they never gave up. They did score a touchdown late in the second quarter. They went into the half trailing 27-7. to The officiating 
through most of this game, not all of it, but you know, I'm trying to be kind to the officials if I can, but man, they're just like carnies. Officiating in the NFL has been terrible for the last six years. This game was, was pretty bad, badly officiated. The Jaguars looked like they were all, but, but forgotten all, but dead. And they needed, they needed to be, uh, they needed to be respirated and brought back to life. And it's what happened. It's got to be one of the greatest comebacks. It's got to be the greatest comeback in Jaguars history. And in a playoff game, I, I just can't believe they've won this game. You know, I have to pull up. I'll have to pull up uh, an official confirmation. of Was this a victory? The officiating was so bad. I'm looking at the official score from NFL.com. And the Jaguars did win it. They did win this game 31 to 30. It's incredible. It's incredible what I just witnessed. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by this is just incredible. And there was a packed house, over 70,000 fans that saw the Jaguars get behind in the first half of this game, 27 to nothing. Incredible. Um, There were some bad calls in this game. Bosa with the Chargers threw his helmet. He was upset saying that, saying Juwan Taylor, you know, should have got flagged for, I guess, in the illegal procedure penalty saying he, was moving before the play or something, but it was really close. It was really a close call. ETN had a good game. He did run the ball when he had to. The Jags got some key first downs and some big catches by Christian Kirk, who had a touchdown catch in this game. Uh, The tight end Ingram, you got to bring him back. You got to try to re-sign Evan Ingram. He had, I counted at least four catches, but we'll, we'll take a look at the stats. The fact that the Jaguars won this game is the story. It is incredible. The Jaguars have won this game in the NFL playoffs, round one. The Jacksonville Jaguars won a home playoff game. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the L.A. Chargers 30. Final, an unreal game. This game was just incredibly unreal. The Jaguars trailed in this game 27 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence threw... Four interceptions in the first half. There was uh, there was one of the interceptions. There probably should have been a defensive pass interference called against the Chargers, from what what I saw and what everybody's telling me. Because everybody that watched this game knew the Jaguars got hosed on a lot of calls throughout the game. Um, I wrote an article in the first half. I started writing. Sometimes I just start writing kind of my thoughts, emotional feelings, what I'm saying. So I wrote, the Titans aren't our problem tonight. Four interceptions by Trevor. And you know, I could hardly believe that I'm seeing four interceptions by Trevor Lawrence in the first half. I told someone there was a college football game years and years ago, back in the early 1970s, where Auburn beat the Florida Gators 63 to 14. John Reeves 
my probably my first hero, quarterback John Reeves, who later played for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. He played for the Tampa Bay Bandits in the USFL. Uh, sadly, he passed away like a handful of years ago. He was my first sports hero when I was about seven years old. But I found out, you know, I found out here in the last probably three or four years, I, I did some research on that game. And John Reeves, who broke Jim Plunkett's pass yardage record in college football way back in the early 70s, he threw nine interceptions against Auburn. And he was a great quarterback, man. They didn't pull the hook on you back then. Nine interceptions in a game. So that made me think about this because Trevor threw four interceptions in the first half. So the Titans, I, I kind of wrote in the Big J Report Facebook group, the BigJReport.com Facebook group, that the Titans aren't our problem tonight. Four interceptions by Trevor, bad officiating, and the other quarterback, Herbert, for the L.A. Chargers seems to be playing well. The result was the Chargers leading 27 to nothing. The Jaguars got a big touchdown right toward the end of the first half. Late in the second quarter, Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown pass to tight end to tight end Evan Ingram. And the Jaguars went in to the half with a 20. They were trailing. It was uh, the Chargers 27, the Jaguars 7 at halftime. We started to kind of get a little bit of a pulse at uh, at that point. I even wrote something in the Facebook group at the time. 27-7, to 7, not over yet, but a huge mountain here in Duval. The Jacksonville Jaguars got over the mountain. They kicked a field goal. They won the game. And Riley Patterson, the kicker who... GM uh, Balky, Trent Balky, and apparently coach Doug Peterson wanted on this roster, and he kicked that pressure kick on what turned out to be the last play of this game. Also, the Jaguars went for two points. You know, after Bosa threw his helmet and got all upset, they threw a personal, that was a unsportsmanlike conduct, which took the ball from like the the two-and-a-half-yard line and moved it, or the two started, you know, where do you run the two-point conversion at or the extra point? You know, you have to kick the extra points a little further out now, but essentially, if you want to go for two points, the ball, I think, is placed at the two-yard line. Bosa's penalty allowed the ball to be moved a half a distance to the goal line, to the one-yard line. The Jaguars went for two points. They made it. They got within two points, 30 to 28. And thus, the Jaguars' defense stopped the Chargers, forced a punt. The Jaguars got the ball back. They moved it just down the field enough. There were some, some good passes in the last drive by quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I think the guys, I think the guy, even though he threw four interceptions in the first half, I think he still might be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game at some point in time. This was an unreal game. It reminded me of an episode of the, the old show Breaking Bad. 
I don't know why that came across my mind, but the Jaguars trailing at the half, 27-7. to They came completely off the deck. Chargers only got three points. Three points they really shouldn't have gotten because there was a, you know, there was a, there was some officiating that didn't go the Jags' way on that drive, and it led to the Chargers getting three points out of it. The Jaguars battled. One thing about this Coach Doug Peterson, Jacksonville Jaguars team, they never gave up, and they won this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the L.A. Chargers 30. Incredible finish. Just incredible. One of the biggest comebacks, I'm thinking the biggest comeback in Jaguars history. It's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the L.A. Chargers 30. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And thank you for listening. More to come. I tell you what, this game is like unbelievable. We're going to salute some of our sponsors, uh, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. They want to take you to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, June the 8th through June the 12th from uh, North Florida and Jacksonville and buses up to Canton, Ohio, to take the tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum, see the busts, the old uniforms, the helmets, the old game films, take a tour of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum, get to take a tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium. That's right, which uh, which is pretty cool. It's where the you know the first pro football preseason game is played each year. The Tom Benson Stadium, which I believe holds, it's kind of like a big high school football stadium, and it probably holds slightly around or over twenty three thousand people. If you want to go on this incredible Hall of Fame trip, make sure you contact Needy McDermott. If you have questions, concerns, or if you want to go ahead and book your trip, you can do that with Dee Dee McDermott. Let's give you the phone number to contact Dee Dee McDermott. I'm sure Dee Dee watched the uh, Jaguars game too. Incredible. Jaguars win 31-30 to over the Chargers in this incredible first-round playoff game in Jacksonville, Florida at TIAA Bank Field where the Jaguars were trailing in this game late in the first half. They were trailing 27 to nothing. They scored a touchdown right before the end of the first half. Still at halftime, they're trailing by 20 points. Unbelievable. Trevor Lawrence obviously played better in the second half. The Jags defense played better in the second half. The officiating still seemed to be kind of just kind of off the wall and terrible. Again, I'll call these officials carnies. It was unbelievable. By the way, though, not to take away from this game, this game is one for the ages. The Jacksonville Jaguars win. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The L.A. Chargers 30, the final score. If you want to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the trip from Jacksonville and North Florida up to Canton, Ohio, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli got in in 2022. We're hoping Fred Taylor will get in at least within the next couple of years. 
If you want to go, let me give you the phone number to call D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Uh, you can book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott by phone at 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810 to contact D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel at 904-442-3810 right here in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a little tired out from this game. I mean, this was a this was agonizing. I mean, and maybe agonizing is not the best word, but, but the officiating was really, really bad. The Jaguars got way behind. Trevor Lawrence incredibly threw four interceptions uh, in the first half. How do you how do you overcome that? Playoffs, man, it reminded me of the old Jim Moore rant from years and years ago. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, you're thinking you're down 27 to nothing and you're in the playoffs? And this team never gave up. They came from behind. They won the game. We want to say a special hello and a special thank you to Saucerility and Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Remember, it's Saucer Realty and Capital. Larry Saucer also does a very good job appraising land, does land appraisals, real estate. And if you'd like to uh, click on the link to check out Saucer Realty and Capital here in North Florida, they do real estate deals in Gainesville, Jacksonville, Live Oak Lake City, and a lot of areas in between, and even a little bit south of this uh, that North Florida line that I'm telling you about. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, or even business or commercial real estate, it's Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find their link at Big J Report. Scroll all the way down to the homepage when you get to the 24-7 North Florida weather information. You'll find the link for Saucerility and Capital about, about halfway through the weather report. So we're brought to you by uh, Saucerility and Capital, Elegant Time Travel, as well as uh, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show with Mad Max. MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. 6 till 8 Central Time, 7 until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Each Wednesday night, you'll find the link to Max's show. Uh, the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. You'll find easy-to-click-on links by going to BigJReport.com. Going to the neighbor, go to the Neighbors 2 page the Neighbors 2 page, or the Outside the Box section for easy-to-click-on links for the Mad Max Mix. And that's the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show. Max plays a lot of classic rock. He plays pop music classics. Um, I should say music, pop music classics from years gone by as well. Been an incredible game. My goodness, right after the game, talking about it, it's, it's heck, it's after midnight. Jaguars somehow stumble, stumble and bumble in the first half, and they hung in there 
They didn't give up. They went to more of an up-tempo offense to get the plays off quicker and to save some time on the clock. And then at the very end of the game before the field goal, you know, they want to make sure they don't leave any time on the clock for the for Los Angeles Chargers. Herbert played a good first half, played okay in parts of the second half, but Trevor Lawrence may have come to age in this this game. I think he actually got a cut on his hand in the second half, which impeded him some. I think they had to kind of work on his hand on the sidelines a little bit. I mean, these type of games are what, you know, what, um, to be quite frank about it, what legends are made out of, or what legends are made of. Um, this game won for the ages. The Jacksonville Jaguars win the game. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the L.A. Chargers 30, the final score. We're still talking about this game and. In the reality of it all, it means the Jaguars now are moving on to the final eight of the NFL playoffs. They've won the AFC South Central Division Championship, and they're now going to be moving on to the next round of the playoffs in what I always call as the real playoffs when you get down to the final eight teams in the NFL. We are going to take a look at some stats. I do have some stats uh, for this game. Uh, Jaguars and Chargers, incredibly, the, the Jaguars win, win this game 31-30. Uh, to 30. I think that makes the Jags incredibly 10-8. and eight. The Chargers lose their 10-8. and eight. The Jaguars won their division. The L.A. Chargers came in here as a wildcard team from the AFC Western Division. Uh, the Chargers built a 17. This is incredible. The Chargers built a 17 to nothing lead after the first quarter. Another 10 points by the Chargers. They had a 27 to nothing lead before the Jaguars scored a touchdown late in the second quarter. As uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, hit tight end Evan Ingram for a touchdown. I think I counted as many as four catches, four big catches by Evan Ingram throughout this game. Trevor had a terrible first half. I mean, he threw four interceptions, but he came back. He ended up with four touchdown passes with four interceptions. Uh, the four interceptions came before any touchdown passes. So he was in the hole, four interceptions and no touchdown passes. But he came back, got a touchdown pass late in the second quarter, and then three more in the second half. This is a game that legends – this 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 turns a player like quarterback Trevor Lawrence – this is like the start of him becoming a legend and perhaps becoming one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And we're talking about a guy that threw four t interceptions in the first half. One of the interceptions, you know, it looked like, and some people were saying, man, it looked like that was pass interference on the defense on one of those interceptions. So Trevor Lawrence, who started out so badly in this game, Finished up 28 out of 47, 288 yards, four touchdown passes, four interceptions. He was sacked twice. Uh, looks like the quarterback rating was 70.2, not the best. Uh, Justin Herbert ended up with his quarterback rating around 84.7. Justin Herbert, no interceptions, but he only had one touchdown pass in the game. I will say this, the Chargers' rushing attack was – 
was not the best. I mean, Austin Eckler had 13 carries, 35 yards. Joshua Kelly, seven carries, 20 yards. Justin Herbert carried the ball three times for 12 yards. So not a lot of rushing on the Los Angeles Chargers in. Meanwhile, Travis Etienne was kind of quietly and gradually gaining over 100 yards. And this was a key to the game. Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne Jr., 20 carries for 109 yards. He averaged 5.5 yards per carry in the game. Trevor Lawrence, one carry for eight yards, and it was a big one. Got about eight yards on the uh, the left side of the field. Got close to a first down on that play, but it was a it was a big play. Let's take a look at the receivers. Uh, Evan Ingram, seven catches, 93 yards. Christian Kirk, a big eight catches for 78 yards. Listen to this now. This is the stat that I love. Evan Ingram with a touchdown catch. Christian Kirk with a touchdown catch, Zay Jones with a touchdown catch, and Marvin Jones Jr. with a touchdown catch. Um, Evan Ingram, seven catches, 93 yards. Christian Kirk, eight catches, 78 yards. Zay Jones, eight catches, 74 yards. Marvin Jones Jr., three big catches for 29 yards in the game. Travis Etienne caught one out of the backfield for 12 yards. And looked like Jamal Agnew got shovel to pass one reception for two yards on, I think, a little, little uh, shovel pass. Jaguars win the game. Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the L.A. Chargers 30. The final score, um, we'll take a look at the defense. Olakon, uh, Forrest Aid Olakon, 13 total tackles. Eight solo tackles. He leads the NFL in tackles, by the way. Josh Allen, a good game. Eight total tackles, three solo tackles. He had a sack in the game. Roy Robertson-Harris had a sack in the game uh, for the Jaguars as well. Uh, Poloronso, it's hard to say his name. Poloronso Fotokasi, the guy the Jaguars got as a free agent from the Jets. He played for the Jets last year. He had two tackles in the game, a half a sack. Trayvon Walker, two tackles and a half a sack. And so that gives the Jags like three sacks in this game. Half a sack by Fodakasi. Trayvon Walker, half a sack. And then Roy Robertson Harris, who I think is playing better and better football the last two or three weeks. He had a sack. And Josh Allen had a sack in this game. This is just an incredible game. This is one for the ages. This has got to be the biggest come-from-behind victory for the Jaguars. They did it in a playoff game, too. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 31. The Chargers, 30. Riley Patterson with the big field goal at the end of the game to win the game. Riley Patterson was one for one on field goals, and it was a huge one. It was a huge one. 36-yard field goal kick on the last play of the game. Uh, Patterson also connected on two extra points, two for two. The Jaguars made a two-point conversion, which was huge. But the big kick, the 36-yard field goal to seal the win. The Jaguars were trailing by two points when he connected as the old guy with Georgia Tech, Al Sheraldo, the late Al Sheraldo used to say, Al Sheraldo. 
Is that how you pronounce his name? Al Geraldo. This is unbelievable, man, this game. I, it, it, I've never had a game hit me like this. Al Geraldo used to always say, the Georgia Tech announcer, when toe hits leather, when toe hits leather, Riley Patterson connected on a 36-yard field goal to win the game. Give Doug Peterson credit. He, after Bosa got the penalty, the Jaguars got a, they got uh, they half a distance. Um, they got a half a distance to the goal line penalty from the two to the one yard line. Doug said, we're going for two. The Jaguars converted the two point conversion. And then the field goal, instead of tying the game, the field goal wins the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's give coach Doug Peterson some credit. I think he's the AFC coach of the year. Got to be. Uh, Logan Cook um, averaged 41.3 yards punting. That's a good average, but he's had much better games. Uh, th- only three punts, 41.3 yard average. So those are some of the stats going on. He still did out punt the other guy. The other guy, uh, J.K. Scott with Los Angeles. Uh, J.K. J.K. Scott with Los Angeles uh, averaged 40.6 yards a punt, while Logan Cook with the Jaguars averaged 41.3 yards a punt. Logan Cook should probably be in the Pro Bowl. The Jaguars punters, one of the top five or top ten punters in the league, no doubt about that. So that's what's been going on. Incredible. Let me uh, say this. This was just an incredible football game. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, rallies the Jaguars from being down 27 to nothing to defeat the Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars win the game. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31. The L.A. Chargers 30. The final score. And you're listening. You are absolutely listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We got more coming up. We we are going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. I know the Iceman had a had a hockey game uh, that was played, I, I believe, up in Atlanta. Same same night as the Jaguars playing the playoff game at home versus the LA Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, win this AFC first round playoff game. The Jacksonville Jaguars thirty one. The Los Angeles Chargers thirty. We'll talk about North Florida Entertainment coming up. I believe we'll check for the Iceman, uh, Jacksonville Iceman, uh, result two out of the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. We got that coming up as well. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're in our fourth season. This is episode show number five. Got to be the happiest episode I've ever had. Incredible. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And hey, we got more to come. Stand by and stay tuned. Hey, and how about this? The Jacksonville Iceman actually won their game up in Atlanta. The Iceman have been extremely hot. Uh, they beat the Atlanta Gladiators. Um, really incredible win, really incredible win for the, uh, Jacksonville Iceman. 
They win the same night that the Jaguars get their incredible 31-30 win over the Los Angeles Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars win. And also up in Atlanta, the Jacksonville Icemen win also. The Jacksonville Icemen 5, the Atlanta Gladiators 4, a final score. Again, it was the Jacksonville Icemen 5, the Atlanta Gladiators 4, up in the Atlanta area. So the Icemen keep winning. Again, the Jacksonville Jaguars win, and up in Atlanta, on the road, the Jacksonville Icemen win also. The Jacksonville Icemen 5, the Atlanta Gladiators 4, the final score on Saturday night, January the 14th of 2023. Again, the Jaguars also won their playoff game um, in the AFC first-round playoffs. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the Los Angeles Chargers 30. A final score and a come-from-behind victory for the Jaguars. They trailed uh, about midway through the second quarter. They were trailing the Chargers 27 to nothing, and The Jaguars scored a touchdown at the end of the first half. Biggest Probably the biggest come-from-behind win in Jaguars history. And, heck, they did it in a playoff game. We're going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Let's do that now. A lot of shows coming up. Natalie Merchant uh, will be at the St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida on Friday, April the 28th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Air Supply. Air Supply on Friday night, January the 27th at 8 o'clock p.m. Let it be Air Supply at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida at 8 o'clock p.m. On Friday night, January January the 27th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Let's take a look at some of the other shows uh, coming up. A lot, of, a lot of good shows now coming up in January, February, also in March. Let's take a look at some shows uh, coming up. A lot of, a lot of big shows uh, coming up in North Florida, Jacksonville, surrounding areas, St. Augustine. Uh, let's pull up some shows, some shows that are now scheduled. We also want to talk about plus the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday night musical quest show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time and 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central time. And it can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Here's an interesting one. The Classic Music Group America will be performing live at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. On January the 20th of 2023 with a showtime at 8 o'clock p.m. for the Classic Music Group America. They did uh, such great songs as uh, Tin Man, The Ventura Highway, and many other great songs, primarily in the 1970s and 1980s. Also from Chris Parker. Chris Parker with the local North Florida band Psychic Deli. Psychic Deli will be live and kicking at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida on January the 21st of 2023. It's still on schedule and on the books officially. 
Thanks to Chris Parker for keeping us up to date with the local North Florida band, Psychic Deli. And again, um, of course, keeping us up to date with their shows at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Their next show for Psychic Deli, local North Florida band, Psychic Deli, will be at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida, coming up on January the 21st of 2023. I came across this one. The Beach Boys will be in St. Augustine, Florida on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. That's at the St. Augustine Amphitheater in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Also, Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville, Florida soon in just a few weeks on Sunday, February the 26th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. At the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Going back to that Beach Boys show for just a moment, the Beach Boys will be in St. Augustine, Florida on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida, St. Augustine Amphitheater. Again, Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville. That's right. Also, Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville, Florida soon in just a few weeks on Sunday, February the 26th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. Your chance to see them in North Florida, Toto and Journey. Here's another big one. The Eagles and the Hotel California Tour will be coming to Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. The Eagles and the Hotel California Tour will be coming to Jacksonville, Florida on Saturday night, March the 25th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. And here's another good one. Uh, Here's a good one. Natalie Merchant on Friday night, April the 28th of 2023 in St. Augustine, Florida at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. That's at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Expect a good show in this one that Natalie Merchant will be performing in. Jaguars unbelievably win the playoff game. How did it happen? Why did it happen? And why did the Jags get off to such a bad start in this game? And why did they play so well in the second half at times? Man, football, we're trying to make sense of it all. Kind of hard to figure football out sometimes. It's a great sport, though. Great game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, again, I've been watching NFL football, college football, even high school football since about 1970. It's one of the biggest comebacks and one of the greatest wins in Jacksonville Jaguars football history, and I've been following the Jaguars since they got awarded the franchise in 1993. They started playing games in 1995. I was at that first Houston uh, Oilers-Jacksonville Jaguars game where the Oilers won that game here in Jacksonville 10-3. I've got some things I want to talk about concerning the Jacksonville Jaguars, our local area, and, you know, even 
myself and a lot of people that follow this team every every week, every year. Got a lot to talk about, but I'm going to wrap it up right now. Man, this has been a long day, a long night. We wanted to get something out there to you. I know I'm, I sound extremely tired because we've been watching the game. It's, it's been a long day and trying to put our words together to kind of collectively make sense of it all like we try to do on the podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast. Episode show number five, season number four. Want to thank our sponsors, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, and the Mad Max Mix, internet radio, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show at MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. You can find the links on our website at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section as well. Special thanks to our producers. That's right. I want to thank you guys for uh, kind of keeping me grounded and kind of telling us uh, things you like about the Jaguars, things you like about the show, and, you know, Improvements we can make, we'll continue to do that. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number five, right? Episode show number five, season number four. The Teal Shirt Report podcast on this incredible winning night from Jacksonville, Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars 31, the LA Chargers 30. Bosa. Man, you guys came up short. We've been eloquently produced by our producers, Alex Nunry, and our executive producer, JC. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And until next time, I'm your host, Scott. I'm out. Duval. Go Jaguars. We'll be back real soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.